fun. Oh, afternoon. Just missed it by 12 minutes. So today I wanted to speak to you about the quality of your plant-based diet or just quality of diet in general and how it can actually affect your sleep. So we understand many of us, if we've ever had a disturbed night of sleep, and maybe those of you who haven't, you were blessed because I think all of us at some point in our lives may struggle to find restorative sleep, meaning that we sleep enough hours and good quality enough that we feel refreshed in the morning and like we're ready to conquer the day. Because when we have lack of quality sleep, it's going to affect so many things, right? It's going to affect our mood, our energy, and our emotional responses to things. We're more likely to overeat, uh, respond unfavorably to stressors like a simple request for a family member, you know, that you're unexpected or that email that's a little bit might irritate you more than it otherwise would or waiting in line at your Starbucks to get your coffee. Anyway, so we understand that we need quality sleep because it affects so many, many things. And it's one of the three foundational things. I think once people get in line, so many things get better. And that is, of course, the whole food plant-based diet, movement every day and restorative sleep. So really interesting research. Let me pull up my notes here on um, a study of healthy versus unhealthy plant-based diets. So um, basically they uh, studied uh, 2,424 adults, right? So these are 45 years and older, which is interesting because I would think the majority of people who actually struggle with sleep are going to be older. At least that's been my own experience. And 90% of these were women and 10% were men. Um, so they use the thing called the Pittsburgh sleep quality index, which is a very common um, questionnaire regarding sleep that uh, physicians will utilize to see someone's quality of sleep. So they were assigned three scores, right? So one, um, there's an overall, there we go. Sorry, got that. There was an overall, um, uh, where did we go? Sorry, plant-based dietary index, right? So you had healthy uh, diets, plant-based diets. You had unhealthy plant-based diets. And um, then you had those that consumed animal foods. And so all plant-based diets contributed to the index, but only healthy plant-based foods, meaning fruits, vegetables, beans, whole grains, nuts and seeds would contribute to a healthy plant-based diet versus the unhealthy uh, plant-based diet. And so with the results, what they found was compared with the group with the lowest plant-based uh, index scores, meaning they had the unhealthiest um, plant-based diets, they had the 103% higher odds of poor sleep quality. So meaning that if you eat a plant-based diet and if you're on the spectrum of a whole food plant-based diet, meaning no processed foods, no um, beyond burgers, impossible burgers, or, you know, sweetened beverages, things like that, versus someone who is consuming those on a regular basis. If you're on this extreme end here, you had 103% more likely chance of having an unhealthy, or excuse me, uh, poor quality of sleep. So, and as you, there were some really interesting things here, um, with each 10 unit increment of the unhealthy score, um, meaning that I'd have to break it down on their increments. Um, it was associated with the 61% higher odds of poor sleep quality. So, you know, it's really fascinating if we think, oh, I can just consume that, you know, vegan Cinnabon, or maybe I'll just have that vegan um, drive-through, you know, uh, fake meat, chicken something sandwich or whatever. 
this all really affects you in many ways. One, higher saturated fats are going to cause a problem with your lipids uh, and make you more insulin resistant and definitely appear, impairs your sleep. So again, I know it's hard in this world where we're really always struggling to just eat healthy in general because there's so many advertisements and literally you could drive down any street and see a McDonald's and a Burger King and who knows what a Taco Bell, even though they have vegan options, they're not the healthiest vegan options or plant-based options. So I understand it's hard, but that's where things like maybe whole harvest would come into play. You can go to like wholeharvest.com forward slash Dr. Marbus and put in plants 30 and get a discount on your first order. Try those out. It's like fresh food delivery. Um, there's also um, leaf side, which is a dehydrated um, food that you can add water to hot water to and make your own food again. Or of course you can just buy healthy plant foods and cook them at home. And that takes a little bit more time and prep, but it's so worth it in the long run because we all want to feel good during the day. And if we don't put the effort in to really feeding our body, the foundational food, literally that will impact our emotions, impact our ability to sleep and, you know, decrease risk for chronic disease. What's the point, <laughs> right? We just really worth, you're worth every bit of investment of time. And so anyway, I'm going to speak now. I want to just kind of go over why a whole food plant-based diet, a healthier plant-based diet would be beneficial for your sleep. And there is a lot of things here to consider. Um, first of all, it's the nutrients, right? So your nutrients are going to be a little bit different um, on a plant-based diet versus a more animal-based diet. So first of all, magnesium. So this is present in many plant foods, especially things like almonds, spinach, black beans, and magnesium can promote a promote sleep by also um, improving your deep sleep. Now, deep sleep is really important for restorative components of the brain. So for example, um, sorry guys, my nose is running. The um, deeper sleep, when you go into uh, that deep sleep, what happens is you can think about it as the night janitorial crew comes in and cleans out all the metabolic mess. So let's think about it. So you have this three pound organ in your head and it utilizes 20% of your glucose every single day. So that means that it's a really active organ, much so than many of the other things that um, we also tend to ignore, but the, the brain is such an interesting thing when it utilizes so much energy, meaning that it's going to have a lot of metabolic waste to clean up. So and that's where the sleep is really imperative here. Um, that can also help with as far as, you know, depression, anxiety, um, your perceived stress, again, the, your motivation, all those different things. But anyway, clean up the metabolic waste, decreases risk for neurogenitive diseases like Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. So sleep, again, so very important. I get back to magnesium. But anyway, um, a deficiency of magnesium can cause a few different things. It can cause insomnia or less restless sleep. It can also cause like nighttime cramping in legs. I've had people uh, consume either higher magnesium rich foods or take a magnesium supplement and see some improvements there. Uh, tryptophan is also a really interesting thing. So tryptophan is an amino acid and it's a precursor to serotonin, which can be, can be converted to melatonin. So, and that's of course a hormone that helps regulate sleep. Basically melatonin is kind of like when you think about the um, leader in a marching band, right? You see the guy out front with the stick. That's kind of what melatonin is doing. It's like, Hey, get ready. We're about ready to go. We need you to get ready for sleep. 
And so it just kind of calls, sets the pattern or calls the action, everybody and all the hormones and everything that's getting ready to put you into a sleepy state. So as melatonin increases, all those things start lining up for you to get a good night's sleep. So tryptophan is an important piece of that. And so tryptophan in plant foods can be found in seeds, nuts, tofu, and beans. And that's why I always encourage people to consume two servings of soy products daily for a variety of reasons. One, it's protein, calcium, uh, decreases risk for certain cancers like breast cancer. It's great source of um, the, um, well, it can also lower your cholesterol. Um, and then the phytoestrogen components, you know, helping with decreasing breast cancer risk recurrence. And um, also with your bone health, it's fascinating because it can help um, make denser bones for a in a variety of factors. So, but anyway, soy is a fantastic product to consume, either in the whole soybean, tofu, tempeh. You could do soy curls, huge fan of soy curls, super easy to um, make. Um, and they're easy to store in your cupboard. And uh, yeah, we're going to do edamame, things like that. Uh, calcium. So again, also found in soy products. Uh, so this is typically can be found in like fortified uh, plant-based milks, your dark green leafy veggies, and some nuts and seeds, especially like almonds. So calcium helps the brain use tryptophan to produce melatonin. Okay. So um, of course, calcium, we always think is really important for bone health, but it calcium is utilized in many, many other things as well in the body. And then some B vitamins like B6, which can be found in bananas, avocados, and spinach can also help tryptophan turn into melatonin. And then of course we find fiber. Fiber helps everything. It seems that, you know, a higher fiber intake, which of course only comes from plants has been linked to more restorative sleep with fewer awakenings during the night. Um, and this is outside of a plant-based diet, but I just really want to reiterate that alcohol and caffeine can really interfere with your sleep. Um, especially it can, alcohol in particular can prevent uh, REM sleep, um, which is that rapid eye movement sleep. Um, and then caffeine can keep you awake if it's uh, consumed too close to bedtime. So let's think about caffeine. When you consume caffeine, it blocks adenosine. And so adenosine builds up over the day and then it helps make you sleepy as the day comes to an end. Caffeine takes about eight hours to break down. So if you can think about that, <clears throat> you probably don't want to be consuming caffeine at least eight hours before you go to bed. Now, some individuals don't break down the caffeine for even much longer. Um, I know that I do better if I don't consume uh, tea as, as I don't drink coffee after noon. Um, I have a little bit left of my Earl Grey, but um, anyway, that would be something to consider. Um, and some people think, oh, alcohol helps me sleep, but actually interferes with your uh, REM sleep. Um, also with the plant-based that you get a reduced saturated fat intake, right? So some research shows that um, a lower saturated fat intake will also help with a deeper, more restorative sleep. And then of course, carbohydrates, if you take in complex carbohydrates like whole grains, this can also support sleep because this, um, they make tryptophan more available to the brain, which can potentially aid, of course, in that sleep regulation. Hydration. So when you consume plant foods, which have a higher water content, such as fruits and veggies, you can also help. Uh, with your sleep. Um, of course, you want to be careful about drinking too much sleep, which might wake you up and then you have to go to the bathroom. So typically if I have patients who are waking up in the middle of the night with frequently with um, because they have to go to the bathroom, probably want to stop at least two hours prior to going to bed by consuming water. And the other thing is 
the rate that you're drinking water. So if you drink water really quickly, let's say you're like, oh man, it's seven o'clock and I'm going to bed at nine and you just chug down that water, you actually might be causing more problems um, because the rate of the water consumption can also affect your needing to go to the bathroom later in the evening. So what I would do is take a few sips over, you know, half an hour or so, and that'll help uh, dramatically also when you are going to bed and hopefully not have to get up in the middle of the night. Um, of course, a whole food plant-based diet, as you all know, as I'm a huge fan of using this to reverse or improve um, diabetes, in particular type 2 diabetes, but also it can help type 1 uh, gestational diabetes, anything that requires um, uh, an improvement in insulin resistance is where, you know, or, or lowering of insulin resistance is where a plant-based diet can come in. And it is, there's so many factors involved there, but when you have improved blood sugars and a much more balanced overnight, that will also help with your sleep. Um, some individuals will find that if their blood sugars are just kind of going up and down while they're sleeping, that you may see um, some disturbed sleep. And I certainly have seen that myself when, um, for example, if I eat later or I had stress that caused me um, before I went to bed and saw a rise in blood sugar and then woke up and then it crashed. Yeah, it did not have as good of uh, a rest or a restful sleep as I would have normally um, then, of course, weight management, right? So when you eat a whole food plant-based diet, you have improved weight. Um, you will see that vegans, vegetarians have a lower BMI in general. And with a lower BMI comes a less risk of sleep apnea, which can also affect your quality of sleep. Um, so many people, I can't even tell you how many that I've had patients who will lose significant amount of weight on a plant-based diet and go from having sleep apnea, having to require to use a CPAP or BiPAP machine to not requiring it is just remarkable. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't utilize CPAP. CPAP, BiPAP can be life-changing for people who have it. But imagine if you could just reduce the weight by eating your weight healthy um, and not feeling deprived and then get back to a state where you can sleep without a machine aiding your oxygenation, um, it's quite remarkable and people feel free because then it's easier to travel and do different things. I remember when I was in the Air Force, we literally would discharge people from active duty who were amazing to have in the ranks, but unfortunately, because they had sleep apnea, they were unable to be deployed if need be and um, were no longer qualified to be active duty, which is really unfortunate. Um, Anyway, and then also when you think about digestion, right? So digestion can obviously um, improve dramatically with the plant-based diet. I've had patients, no kidding, who said that they would only go to the bathroom, I mean, have a bowel movement once a week. Uh, I've never been in that place, um, so I personally can't understand that. But I'm just thinking to myself how uncomfortable that must feel. But when they go start utilizing high-fiber foods from the plant-based diet, amazing things happen. So they're having bowel movements one, two, three times a day and feeling so much better, lighter for sure. Um, but again, the only other caveat to that is for someone who's not used to eating a really high fiber diet, you might want to slowly enter into the beans and certain ones because um, things like cruciferous vegetables might cause more gas and more bloating in the beginning. And that can take three to six months in some individuals to improve. There are some other things you might want to look into. Um, if you're still struggling or having significant pain eating a plant-based diet, which happens on occasion. Um, I would say it's 
how many, I'd say maybe 30% of my patients will have some gas or bloating, at least in the very beginning, and it will improve dramatically. But then there are those who said that I just couldn't handle it and revert back to eating either processed plant foods or eating animal products because they couldn't quite get the digestion thing under, under, uh, under control. So that's where, you know, reading books um, like Dr. Wells or Dr. B's um, fiber fueled would be a great starting point. And then potentially speaking to a physician like myself or someone else, GI doc, um, regarding what's going on. <clears throat> and then, of course, I think one of the big ones that I've seen, everybody seems to have an improvement in inflammation, right? So if I have folks who have, um, let's say, inflammatory uh, diseases like rheumatoid arthritis, or if they have a lot of even osteoarthritis or just pain in general, pain will dramatically improve on a whole food plant-based diet because it is anti-inflammatory. And then of course, I encourage people to consider maybe taking turmeric either as a spice. You could do like half a teaspoon with a little bit of dash of black pepper, and then maybe um, a quarter teaspoon of ginger daily. You can do that as a spice, or you can buy it in capsule form and that's fine too. Um, I take uh, turmeric every single day um, just because it's so good for you. And um, yeah, so I think that's a good way. The other things that might be um, beneficial to that is just understanding removing the foods that cause inflammation, such as dairy and meat and such. And those things alone will help much less what you're replacing those foods with this anti-inflammatory plant-based diet. So I hope that helps um, the higher quality, meaning the more uh, closely your foods resemble those that came from nature. So fruits, veggies, beans, whole grains in their whole food form, the better, the higher quality of your plant-based diet. Therefore, you'll have more restorative sleep, almost 100% improvement um, versus someone who's eating still a plant-based diet, but a junk, maybe a junk vegan diet, um, which has a lot of processed foods in it. Now, I'm not saying that you can't have those on occasion, but just expect there might be some correlation if you notice that you don't sleep as well when you do eat those foods. And for me, my sleep is so valuable that um, that alone is enough of a deterrent not to eat these foods. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't, but it just might make help. Um, so in conclusion, I just want to go over again why a plant-based diet helps nutrients, including magnesium, tryptophan, calcium, and your B vitamins, the fiber, avoidance of alcohol and caffeine before sleep, reduced saturated fat, the complex carbohydrates, the hydration that comes from eating plant foods, a decreased weight that typically occurs with a plant-based diet, um, improved digestion and reduction in inflammation. So I hope that was helpful. And um, yeah, I am looking forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Oh, by the way, if um, you belong to the Healing Kitchen, we're super excited. We are selling some amazing tickets. Um, but uh, the Healing Kitchen, you're free to go to our workshop uh, this weekend with Vince Roundtree. And um, if you're not a member of the Healing Kitchen, if you join, just go to drmarbus.com. Uh, There's a, it's a, um, it'll say weight loss workshop and you will get a free month of the premium Healing Kitchen once you buy a ticket. Um, also, I just wanted to share on Thursday, October 26th at 4 p.m. Pacific time um, for the Healing Kitchen members, I will be hosting a uh, in-depth workshop, which I do every single month. 
with an ebook, and this one is going to be all about plant-based labs, um, which ones you should get and why. And then I encourage people to bring their labs in. I'm happy to answer any questions you have about the labs um, for anyone who's there. So, and I will there stay there till all answers are done. And so, yeah, uh, check that out. DrMarvis.com Healing Kitchen. It's myself and Dr. Our doctor <laughs> with Brittany Giroudi from the Giroudi family, who's incredible and uh, provides delicious recipes weekly. We meet every single Wednesday for an hour live. She cooks the first half hour. We get to ask all sorts of questions, upping our culinary game. And then I answer all and any medical questions. That is with our basic pre uh, basic healing kitchen and with the premium, you get all the workshops and you have a private community. Um, you also will get uh, an opportunity to have podcast questions uh, sent to me that I will provide to the guest and only the Healing Kitchen premium members will have access to the answers. So anyway, hope you find this helpful and I will see you guys tomorrow. So talk to you later.